There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker, this is Talk Wrestling... Hello and welcome to Talk Wrestling from Talk Sport. Yes, we are back and delighted to be so. Uh, We have got, basically, we've done a new deal to bring the podcast to you for the next 12 months, to bring wrestling content back to the Talk Sport airwaves, to bring shows to Talk Sport 2 around the major live events and also to bring you plenty of online content via the Talk Sport website and via our own social media accounts. We are just 10 days away from wrestlemania 39 and myself will gavin and my co-host john jackson will be out in los angeles bringing you the very best coverage of wrestlemania 39 interviews with all the big names we'll be attending all the shows previews reviews everything for you right here on your fight night feed from talk sport and that trip to wrestlemania and all of this uh, is in uh, it is in association with our good friends at 2k uh, 2k wwe 2k23 is out now and we're going to be talking a bit about that as it comes up because i'm going to tease it right now I think it's the best 2K iteration of a WWE game. And I promise you, I'm not just saying that because we're going to be going to so many Mania events with them and doing so much work with them. I am absolutely loving this game right now. Uh, I'm Will Gowan, as I mentioned, alongside me, John Jackson. John, how are you doing so? I feel like we've reconciled on the Talk Wrestling podcast, like the Brothers of Destruction. You know, I was there, (laughs) then Alex McCarthy came and got in the way. I don't know which figure he plays, but then I've come back now, and and like Kane and The Undertaker, we're now causing havoc, and we will be in Los Angeles. I also have to add to that about the game. I said that this was the best WWE game before the contract had even been signed. So at this point, I didn't actually have to say that. So, you know, you know it's real. Genuinely, absolutely loving it. And look, we're going to be doing, as these next 10 days progress, as well as doing some big previews of WrestleMania, some shows that will go out on the TalkSport 2 network here on the Fight Night feed from TalkSport as well. We are also going to be delivering for you some special videos that we went and filmed in the WWE 2K23 bunker, where myself and John went and played through some of the main matches from WrestleMania, everything from Lesnar Omos to the Intercontinental title triple threat, Cena Austin Theory, Rhea Charlotte, the main event 
on what we imagine will be night two between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Uh, we played prediction matches of all of them, plus the hell in the cell between Finn Balor and Edge. Play prediction matches for all of these. We're going to have special social content for you going out on Twitter, featuring our gameplay, showing us having some fun doing them and giving you our predictions. So keep an eye out for those. You can find me at Will Gav on Twitter. You can find John Jackson at Jonas. Are you still at Jonas? I'm still at Jonas. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just st- making I'm st- sure. Still rocking been, the world there. It's been that long. And, and a couple of things to mention as well. Like, uh, obviously, this is a show that uh, in its talk wrestling form, we did do, as, as mentioned, with Alex McCarthy previously. He is going to pop up on the show uh, around major live events, as will uh, our good friend, uh, Simon <laughs> uh, Simon, Simon Miller, Simon. yeah, it's just he's just Simon. Simon Miller is so eponymous with UK wrestling at this point. <laughs> Simon Miller three sixteen that I just you know I, I think that people don't even need to be. You can just call him Simon and yeah. people know who you're talking about. He's like uh, Ronaldo. Will... You just say Ronaldo. I mean, before Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo came along, you just say Ronaldo. You go, oh, you mean Ronaldo Di Nazima, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, Simon, just Simon, but, simple but, Simon. But, no, not simple Simon. That's a bloke on TikTok. <laughs> just Simon. I, just Simon. And, and, and unlike Ronaldo, he'll never be fat, Simon. I can assure you of that uh, as well. Um, and uh, we're going to have huge interviews coming up. So while we're out at Mania, we've got uh, a couple of, uh, of availability, media availability days. We'll be speaking with some of the stars involved. We'll also be doing some top golf I know this is with the a few of the people involved. The uh, honestly, top golf with Drew McIntyre, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair and Titus O'Neil. What more could you want from life? Uh, and with our friends at Special Olympics, which, which brings us on to the interviews we're going to have for you on this episode. I've, I recorded these back at last month's Super Bowl, but I sat down with Seth Rollins uh, and a Special Olympics athlete, and I had a Zoom call with Drew McIntyre and a Special Olympics athlete, Justin Singer. And we'll bring you both of those interviews on today's show as well. So it is, it's a huge amount to cram in, John. Yeah, it really is. I have to say, when you check out these videos of us sort of doing our prediction matches, this was the first hands-on that me and Will had of the game. So... You know, the prediction matches might not work out how we actually predict the matches going. And that's purely because Will's a lot better at the game than I am. I'm traditionally, <laughs> I traditionally take a lot longer to pick up WWE 2K games because I'm just a little bit slow when it comes to computer games. Will's straight in there. He knows all the moves. He knows all the combos. He knows exactly where he needs to be for the finishes. Um, while I'm there just sort of, you know, slow punching everyone. It's, you know, it took a, it took a little while. But you know, it's been a lot of fun. And actually, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania more than ever. I was interested to know, Will, your thoughts. This is Triple H's first soiree. It's his first kind of, you know, name on the door WrestleMania. Could it be the best one ever? Look, I, I, we, I was talking about this in, in the office with a couple of guys who are wrestling fans at Talk Sport the other day. And I think what this is versus other recent years is you've got a pretty pure high quality wrestling card. Like I know that with triple H, there are some people who have been disappointed at the, uh, you know, he hasn't gone for the squeezing every name onto the card. You possibly can. We've done a couple of manias previously. Yourself and I went to new Orleans, uh, for, uh, Daniel Bryan's return. Uh, I went to, uh, I went to New York for, or New Jersey really for the triple threat women's headline with Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, uh, and Becky Lynch, but this will be the first time that either of us attend a two-night mania. And I, I'm excited for it because I just think it's going to help with the pacing so much. Being in those buildings for seven hours, you can really tire before you get to the main events, and this will give you some proper proper pop to those events. And they're still going to be able to do, you know, we're going to see the WrestleMania showcases for the tag divisions, which I imagine will go on the pre-show each night. There'll still be plenty of opportunity for people to shine out, but... I really think that 
across the card, there's nothing with any huge weakness. They haven't had to go too hard on the celebrity angle, even as good as the celebrities have been in recent years. You know, they haven't had to lean too hard on the legends. I know we were expecting potentially The Rock to come back for the Hollywood mania, and maybe if the pandemic hadn't happened, that would have been the case. And I know, yes, we're still going to be getting, you know, we're still, uh, of course, getting Logan Paul in action against Seth Rollins. So we still get a bit of that celebrity outside angle, but he's already proven himself in the ring. You know, his spot at Mania with Ricochet was sensational. He's already looked really good when he's actually been involved in matches. And this feels like it's a WrestleMania for wrestling fans rather than legacy wrestling fans. Like it's going to be proper storylines that have been properly built up to over time. And there's two or three matches, which I think are going to absolutely go off and be seen as classics. And so obviously we'll do a big breakdown and we'll talk about what we've seen on raw and SmackDown and every week as the podcast goes on. And it's also worth mentioning, you know, as much as we're relaunching this show for Mania season, it's not just going to be a WWE podcast. We will, of course, do work with AEW. We're heading out to the UK uh, for the first time later this year. And in fact, I spoke to Tony Khan at, at the Super Bowl and maybe post-Mania. We'll bring you that interview as well. Uh, we will cover New Japan. We'll cover TNA. We'll cover Ring of Honor. We'll cover UK Indies. We'll cover all that stuff as well here on the show. But, you know, 10 days from Mania, we've got to be talking about WrestleMania, of course. Uh, look, before uh, we get into a couple of our interviews, I don't want to do a full in-depth preview, John, but just with being 10 days away, with knowing that we fly to LA on Monday, tell me the one match or the one angle that you are just totally ready for that just you think is going to be absolutely sensational well you know what i'm going to leave gunter drew mcintyre and seamus to you because i know how long you've wanted to see <laughs> these three <laughs> european legends going at it I, I, i'm going to tell you both interviews today both the interview with seth and the interview with drew considering these they, those interviews happened a month ago month ago plus just before uh, uh the, the the last just before elimination chamber I pitched Gunter, Drew and Seamus as the main event for Money in the Bank here in London to both of them because th- that's what I wanted. I wanted a triple threat. I wanted maybe Seamus to finally win the IC title and uh, I pitched it to both of them as, as a match I want and so you'll get both of their reactions to that match coming up. So okay. we'll let them talk about it. I was going to say, I've not heard that yet so I'm looking forward to that and hopefully there's some kind of you know rematch or whatever at Money in the Bank because we need to see that in the UK. I guess you know the match I'm looking forward to the most isn't going to be the match you maybe think it is. It's not going to be the main event. It's actually the Usos with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Because I've been fully invested in this whole Sami Zayn story. And, you know, uh, knowing what a lovely guy he is, and obviously we have a little bit of history with Kevin and Sami, and we we did an interview back in London, maybe what, five years ago now. And, uh, you know, one of the funniest interviews I think we did, because Kevin Owens had just woken up and really wasn't feeling it. But Sami Zayn was such a nice guy. And to watch him finally getting his, you know, main event last time out, I know it wasn't, you know, the main event perhaps we wanted to see at that event. We wanted to see it at a WrestleMania, but, you know, they're still going to have an incredible match. Whenever Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn work together, we know it's magic, whether they're against each other or whether, you know, they are brothers as they're describing themselves now, brothers v. brothers. But also for me, you know, watching the Usos, the Usos were kind of... When I came back to wrestling, I kind of had a little bit of time away when, when sort of, uh, I, I'll be honest, I worked on a breakfast radio show and I just couldn't watch it because like, when I got home, I just needed to sleep and it was obviously on while I was sleeping. Um, 
you know, the Usos were, were kind of there and thereabouts, but they were never really taken that seriously. They were just kind of seen as, oh yeah, okay. Um, those are kind of like the fun guys. Obviously they're, they're part of this huge wrestling family, but they don't really have much gravitas. And having watched them and, and seen where they've where they've come from and where they are now is absolutely incredible. And, you know, Jay Uso, I think he's a really good wrestler as well. I'm not saying that Jimmy isn't, but I think Jay's kind of excelled in in the, the spots he's been given. So, you know, watching Sammy have this big moment on the main stage, the grandest stage of uh, <clears throat> <do that> again. <clears throat> the grandest stage of them all. I can't do the voice. Um, I think it's going to be really, really special. And it, we just know it's going to be an amazing match, don't we? Because it's been building up for so long that they're going to really put on a show in LA. Yeah, is a, 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 a you know as we used to say on this show back in the day, marks of people too. As, as a full blown, unashamed wrestling mark to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming back together, considering that they have since progressing from NXT, they have had storylines involving each other. They have crossed paths in that time, but. I don't think we've they've ever really played off their pre wrestle their pre WWE and their pre NXT relationship as heavily as they could have done. You know, going back to being a tag team, going back to having some crazy matches between the two of them in Ring of Honor, etc. As well, and so to have that finally properly paid off. I mean, the moment on SmackDown last week where. KO came in for the save against the Usos, and then the crowd were chanting "Hug it out," and I, I, I've. I, I, as a man in his mid to late thirties, if I'm being kind to myself, I, I should not be getting the level of goosebumps and the tear in the eye and the level of just pure joy out of a moment like that that I did. But I did. I really, really felt it. I really popped in my own living room. I loved when they came out together and they made the match with the Usos on Raw to open up the show this past week. And I like that actually what they've managed to do is even via the fact that this match is happening and it's they've not broken up the Usos and they've kept the bloodline together. They even managed to, through Roman being brilliant, still add an air of tension to it, still have, look, what are you doing out here making your own mania matches without running them past me? That became like a, a, a thread through Raw as well. And so they still managed to escalate the tensions despite the fact that things seem to have settled back to a more natural order than they were when it was the potential of Jay leaving the bloodline and joining Sammy and all that side of it happened. So I think that's been, it's such a brilliantly told story. I think it's as good as anything that's kind of happened in wrestling recently. And again, these two interviews that we've got coming up and maybe we should get to the first. And now let's go with Seth freaking Rollins first, because I did speak to Seth first uh, on Radio Row. Seth, I, I asked him about like as somebody who is currently on the outside of the main event looking in, but is somebody who quite invested in a lot of the characters involved in this, like how he felt about the entire, the entire way that the, the, the storyline had built and Sammy's side of it. And, and he was absolutely brilliant on it. So uh, this is my conversation uh, with Seth Rollins. And as you'll hear with a brilliant member of the, um, uh, of the Special Olympics community, Brene Manfredi, uh, joining us on Radio Row back in February at the Super Bowl. Back on Radio Row, delighted to say, back with our friends from Special Olympics. Renee's back, who we had on earlier. Love having you here, Renee, and now joined by Seth Freakin' Rollins. Hey, how are you up? doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Radio Row has been awesome, hopefully for you guys as well, but it's been a tremendous experience. Two years in a row for me at the Super Bowl. Real hyped about that. We just now need the Bears to get here as well. And well, you know, look, 
there are, there are dreams and then there are pipe dreams. But look, we're in a good spot. And I don't know if you're a Chicago Bears fan or a football fan, Renee, but uh, we're good. We were the worst team in the league last year, but we got a quarterback, we got draft picks, we got cap space. Future's bright. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you should mention that. My brother in law is a very hardcore Chicago Bears fan. Yeah. <laughs> you guys I knew I liked you. This is great. <laughs> you had like an absolute house on fire. Like, that's super. And that first pick, trade that down as well. Yeah. I, I love my Eberflus. I'm talking myself into the Bears. There you go. Right Jump like, on the bandwagon. <laughs> we're all on. We're all having a good time. Yes. Super. I mean, you were with us earlier on today, last few hours on Radio Row. How's it been for you? How have you enjoyed this whole experience? It's been amazing. I've never done anything like this before, so it's super exciting to see everybody here, being with celebrities like Seth <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and of course, the former Miss America, Emma Broyles. It's just so amazing. I'm so honored to be here. Uh, and just from your perspective, uh, you know, how much... We talked earlier about like the family and how much it represents you. For, for Seth and coming from the world of wrestling, it is that locker room experience, that kind of unity you guys have as a shared thing. There's so much shared experience here. You'd be surprised when she's talking about it earlier. I'm like, that sounds like the sort of thing that you guys yeah, yeah. absolutely know from being athletes. Yeah, I think it's very similar. And I think, you know, you can, you know, agree or disagree with me here. But, you know, obviously there's a level of competition because it's, it's athletics and you want to be the best and you want to be the top. But there's also a certain level of respect that comes along with competing because you both know the work that it takes to get to that point where you're at an elite level competing with each other. And so once it's all said and done, the medals are handed out or the match is over, there's a level of respect that you have for your fellow competitor that really does create a family-like atmosphere. And for you, I assume, you know, you've probably been competing against a lot of the same people for you know, years. And so you know them, you know their backstory, their family, everything about that. So they become like family to you. And for us, we travel the road with these people year round. You know, we do events with them all across the globe. And I have, you know, someone like a Seamus or a Kofi Kingston. These are people that I've known for a decade or more. And I probably spend more time with them than I have with my own family. <laughs> and so there's just a camaraderie there that, that you don't get, you know, in, in a lot of other walks of life. And I think we're all very fortunate to be able to experience that it adds a lot uh, at least you know to my life and i and i hope uh, for you as well oh absolutely we are real big on ohana in special olympics hawaii texas all of special olympics is ohana which is family yes and it doesn't matter where you come from what delegation you're from you're all friends you high five each other you hug each other especially those who are coming to my island which is oahu where all our competitions are being held Ooh. from the outer islands we all come together we high five each other we say hello we hug it's fun love it absolutely love it and the only kind of as part of that, when you're talking about everything Seth's saying about like the family and the, and the togetherness of it, the other thing is we talked about the pandemic earlier and, and how much you know, how much Special Olympics did throughout that process to make sure you guys could stay competitive, could stay involved, could keep going. And for I mean, a lot of us, WWE was a savior during the pandemic. The <laughs> fact that you guys kept going and never stopped, you know, it, that grind helped a lot of us out through that time. Yeah, I mean, that was wild for us because you got to remember we were in front of nobody. Mm -hmm. We went from performing in front of tens of thousands of people to basically an empty warehouse with a bunch of screens and faces on it, you know. And so um, that was definitely a huge shift. And, and you know, 
it, we, it was risky, too, because doing the traveling every week, if you weren't in, we were filming in Orlando, Florida. If you weren't in Orlando, uh, you know, you were, I was traveling every week still. And we, we were filming a little bit at a time. Occasionally, we would do like two or three weeks and then have two weeks off. But otherwise, I was in airports. So there's a lot of danger, you know, when we didn't know much about COVID. Uh, treating it wasn't as easy and, and plentiful as it is now. It was scary. And so we were putting a lot at risk to be able to go do that. But, I mean, credit, you can say whatever you want about Vince McMahon. Credit to him. He felt that the, the people of the world needed some normalcy during that period of time. And for him, he was going to do the best he could to try to provide that in a safe manner. And so uh, I felt very fortunate that we were still able to do our jobs during that period of time because so many people weren't. They were shut up in their houses, uh, in their communities. They weren't allowed to be social, which is such a huge part of what we do. And so I felt so fortunate that we were just able to have the opportunity to get out and do our jobs. And if that gave some respite to anybody out there, then I felt like it was worth it for us. I know people who fell back in love with wrestling during that time because it was still there and it was a constant, which is, is great. And love to see it. And like you said, Renee, for that emotional support that you got from Special Olympics during that time, it was very important. Absolutely. Special Olympics, I believe, was much like the wrestling organization, was like the only thing out there for so many athletes. You know, so many other organizations, other places were shutting their doors, saying, okay, COVID's here, good luck. Special Olympics, on the other hand, especially so high, I know so many others, they did not do that. They put their heads together. They pivoted from the norm and came up with ideas to keep our athletes active. They put their heads together and they wondered, okay, how are we going to make sure that our athletes, our Special Olympics athletes are going to stay active during this, this thing and who knows how long it will last. So they put their heads together. They came up with virtual physical fitness competitions. For So High, we did it virtually. We were at home. We did push-ups, squats, whatever we could. And the Honolulu Police Department would come with our awards and present them to huh. us. Super fun. That's awesome. Isn't and it? then we had like our virtual Friday dances, anything to keep us active. And Super. I believe all the Special Olympics did that. It wasn't just so high as we call it. It was everywhere. It was like, thank you, Special Olympics, for not closing your doors. That's rad, man. I didn't know that. That's new information to me. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, pivoting was huge during that period of time. If you could do it and find a way to do it safely, that's fantastic. Because like you said, it's just... It's some some of it was all people had, so that's fantastic. Absolutely, I love that. for as many and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities like myself, Special Olympics is the only game in town, and without it, who knows? Uh, it's a wonderful support network and, and fantastic work they do. Uh, I, one of the stars of the pandemic era, a guy we're talking to tomorrow with Special Olympics, one of our very own. I'm trying to do a professional radio link here to bring this to the wrestling. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Ah, yeah, Drew Mac, man. Part of the announcement that we're getting money in the bank in London this year. Oh, man, we are hyped about getting another pay-per-view in the UK. I bet. I, it, hey, I mean, Clash Castle did pretty well, you know. Uh, Wales showed out, not just not just Wales. I, I mean, that was all the UK, man. That place was wild. So I think we're doing um, 
uh, Money in the Bank, is it in 02? Is, is that right? Yeah, London? yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be. I mean, 02 is always nuts anyway when we come over there for a European tour or for Raw. So for a pay-per-view, I'm, I just it's going to be uh, wild. I, I imagine people just crawling up the walls, you know? We were literally earlier with a couple guys I know you've spoken to on Radio Row, the other kind of wrestling fans that we've, we link up with. We ended up kind of fantasy booking the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm telling you, a main event of Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Gunter, IC Championship. That's that's all all I want from life. That's basically. the one. That's the one you what, want. Huh? What, what do you make of the European guys like right now, where they are? Particularly someone like Gunter who's just exploded. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. There's a ton of talent over there, and it, I, here's the thing: is I, I feel like it's all the same. Well, they're all mean, right? They're all just mean <laughs> world beaters, man. Like there's something in the water over there. They're, all, they're just these big burly mean world beaten dudes and i go why why, where why can't i get in what are you guys drinking over there give me some of that you know i got to do all the finesse and the thinking i just want to be a world beater you know so um you brought up gunther who i think he's my favorite guy to watch right now i just love what he's doing and uh i'm excited to see where this next year takes him he really got his feet under him kind of in 2022 2023 is going to be a wild year for him in a good way, I think. So uh, I love him. I've known the kid for a really long time. I'm super excited, you know, for his success. And I think it's going to be continued and it's going to keep growing. And I'll ask you about Mania season. As, as a guy who's been in this business for as long as you have, who tells great stories, particularly what you've made of that main event picture right now, watching the bloodline and everything happening there from behind the curtain. How have you viewed that whole thing, what they've done with Sammy? Like, oh, it's just been fantastic. You know, I mean, that, at its best, that's what pro wrestling is. You know, it's stories. And so uh, when you get to see that, you get to see uh, stories and emotions and people interacting and people caring about what we're doing, uh, That that's that's when it's at its best. It's a beautiful thing to see. And you've get, just got top-tier talent. You know, you've got guys like Roman uh, and the Usos at the top of their game, Paul Heyman at the top of his game, you know, Sammy and KO in their prime. There's so so much uh, experience and talent in that pool that I'm excited that they've got a story crafted that everybody seems to be gung-ho on. It's been, uh, it's been fun to watch. You think about Sammy and KO, and you guys came up through the Ring of Honor around the same time and knew each other through those scenes. And actually, like, I think a lot of people who followed like wrestling on a deeper basis always hoped that Sammy had that in him in WWE and seeing him get those opportunities now. Like, it's, he's, it, the pops that he was getting around, May, around the, uh, the stuff we saw these last couple of weekends was insane. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is for some people. You know, there are some <laughs> athletes, for example, <laughs> who just have it and it just, they just get it and they're there immediately, you know? And then there's some guys... Who are the underdogs, right? And and everybody, there's underdogs, and they work their way up. And you know, you see, you see it. There's a there's something there, and everybody sees it, and then it grows and it grows and it grows, and they become something special. And so, you know, Sammy's that guy. He's that guy. He's an athlete who's not going to be handed everything. But that's not his story. You know, his story's never been that. You follow his whole career. He's never been handed anything. He's always the guy that's been counted out. That surprises everybody on the backside. Surprises people that know him. We know better, but surprises the masses and and so he's he's an incredible story in that way and it's fantastic to see him being spotlighted the way he has been how much inspiration renee do you take from hearing the stories where you get to come to things like this from athletes from people who are you know have ground have had to work there to get there and how much do you kind of draw from these guys with your work with special olympics i would say that i'm blown away there's so many of us that have stories of us being known as underdogs myself and included being on the sidelines of life looking in wanting to be included but 
never really given the chance, and that's, that's important. Until you're given the chance to really see, to really be a part of something, you're just on the sidelines looking in, but Special Olympics takes you from the sidelines of life and puts you on the playing field, and you're out there, and yeah, whatever level you're at, Special Olympics works with you there, and then it's time goes by, you grow and develop those skills, and then you become something that you never expected. It's a big surprise. Even I was surprised when I shared my story and how there was just the spark. You know, I never knew I could be a voice. I never knew I had that in me. I've I was just as surprised <laughs> as everybody else. I've been lucky to sit next to, sit with Renee twice today with somebody who's been on with her for the first time and seeing the reaction that we get to Renee's story each time has been brilliant to see like an inspiration the other way around yeah yeah i i, I don't want to get misty or anything but that <laughs> almost brought me to tears right there uh just that's super inspiring like because uh it's just just you know the the way you phrased it being on the sidelines of life and then getting the opportunity is uh you know, I just think a lot of people can resonate with that, that story. It doesn't matter if you're a Special Olympics athlete or not. It doesn't matter kind of if you're in athletics or not. It doesn't matter uh, what you do. But there's so many people that often feel like they're on the outside looking in until they're given an opportunity. And uh, it's just really awesome that you got the opportunity to, to show the world and yourself that you, that you have that voice and you have that ability. And so when I'm sitting here listening to you talk – it's really inspiring me, and it puts me in a, I don't know, it really puts me in an emotional place. So thank you so much. It's, oh, it's, thank uh, you. It's a beautiful story, and like I said, I think it's one that resonates, uh, like you said kind of earlier, it doesn't matter where you come from, where, what you look like, what you can and can't do, what your expectations are or not, that that story connects with, that's humans, right? That's humanity, yes. and that's just a beautiful thing. Thank you. I'm sorry to bring it back to boring things like sport after that wonderful <laughs> human <laughs> moment we just had. I'd like, are you an NFL fan as well? We know Seth's obviously a big Bears fan. Are you, you were telling me earlier you've got a bit of family connection with the NFL, right? Uh, yes, my dad is from the Boston area, so his family is big Patriots, big Red Sox. My mom is from the Texas area, so it's Cowboys. My brother-in-law was born and raised in Chicago, so he's a hardcore Chicago Bears fan, now lives in Hawaii, where he and my sister met at University of Hawaii, studying to be librarians, coincidentally. <laughs> All right. And so that was a match in the making and so he is a very hardcore fan so it's all family oriented i Love wouldn't it. exactly say i'm what you'd call a sports nut but i do ask curious questions <laughs> like how they're doing what's up but for the most part it's just family oriented who do you fancy for this weekend then renee eagles chiefs i would say the chicago the um i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> the uh the chiefs <laughs> what, what are we thinking, Seth? I feel the same way. I, I think I said it before uh, on, on some other interviews today. I think on paper, the Eagles have a better squad. Um, but you can't account for something as special and as generational as a Pat Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid kind of connection. I just think... I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a close game, but I think Pat Mahomes is going to find a way to win. Mm. Uh, just out of interest as well, you know, with Becky, she is one of our own. We love her to pieces. We've seen you take her to Bears games. I know, I'm is trying. She, is she getting into football? Are we getting that side of it yet? Maybe a little bit. She actually has a very, uh, an oddly good memory of Super Bowls. Like, yeah, I don't, she, she remembers, she can remember like the the teams and the winners of like the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight Super Bowls, and she doesn't watch football 
at all. No, no, I don't know how she has this weird memory for it, but she's really good at it. She'll get into the Bears a little bit. The problem is they lose a lot. So she kind of just goes, why, why are we doing this? Can't we just pick somebody else, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of options. We're in Iowa. You ain't got, you ain't got to be a Bears fan, you know? So I'm like, no, nah, it's just, it's in our blood, man. It's in our blood, Mike. Can't, we can't betray our own blood. My grandpa was a Bears fan. What would he be rolling over in his grave if he saw me rooting for the Packers? Can't do it. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll have a winning season here in the next couple of years, and she'll be back around. She'll be, she'll be in the blue and orange like, like, like that. As it grows in the U.K. and Ireland, and hopefully the Bears come over again to London, we'll get her into it. We'll there make sure we go. it's happening. We'll get Love her it. there. Love it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us, Renee. Brilliant again. Thank Seth, you. fantastic. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Beautiful stuff. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Talk Sports WWE coverage brought to you by WWE 2K23. That was Will chatting to Renee Manfredi from the Special Olympics and Seth Rollins, of course, at Super Bowl, SBLV11, as people who don't have a clue <laughs> what they're talking about would say. Um, <laughs> I've got a question for you, Will. Obviously, we know that Seth Rollins is someone that's turned on Roman Reigns before. So will Roman Reigns in the next, maybe not straight after WrestleMania, but in the next few months be left with no one? as Cody Rhodes kind of suggested on Monday night on Raw, because that could be an interesting way of, you know, they had to turn him heel, didn't they, to get him over. Finally, they've got him over. Are they going to turn him face now and see how that goes? Yeah, I'm intrigued as to, like, we'll talk about this more over the next two weeks. I think it'll be one of the hottest topics out in LA. Like, do you finally have Cody be the man to take the belts off Roman? Or 
is it going to require the bloodline completely collapsing for that to happen? Or do we even see, you know, as has been speculated, that they somehow build a stipulation that Sammy still gets involved in a triple threat in that main event? You know, I, I, I kind of feel like the closer we get to it, the less and less likely that is. But what a swerve it would be if they do it at Mania and have it happen after night one or on night one, that that's how it happens. At the moment, the only thing we know about the night one and night two split is that uh, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul is definitely on night one and that Reigns Cody is headlining night two. That's all we know at the moment. Um, I feel like there are a lot of, there's a lot of talk about the fact that whether or not um, Roman's going to be working money in the bank, like there's some kind of uh, backstage whispers right now that he's actually not going to be coming out and doing that. And then post-mania, he will be taking a break, which in a way suggests that the belts will move on. It could be, but also he's just not on the posters, which is often where these rumors come from. I did check that (laughs) earlier on and he's not on the posters. But but also they will like I, I would be surprised if he doesn't work backlash uh, in Puerto Rico with Bad Bunny, which is being really sold as a massive event and, and rightly so to appeal to the huge uh, Hispanic audience that they have. And then coming out, I mean, Money in the Bank will have top coverage of that as well, of course, coming out to the UK. Uh, absolutely huge. Uh, the action from there as well. So, yeah, I am. Um, I'm torn on how they're going to play Reigns. I, I think that come whatever happens on that Sunday night, I think that could be an all-time great main event, whichever way it ends up going. I could absolutely see him winning, but having the bloodline turn on him and that becomes the beginning of the end, but it could be the beginning of the end has already been set up and it's because he doesn't have the bloodline there that Cody ends up winning. So look, it's all sorts that could happen with this. Jay could turn on him. There's, they've really set it up that I don't know. And you're at that time of the year where I heard, some, I saw some complaints about this with Raw and SmackDown this past week where people were complaining that, you know, Bailey was eating a pin, that Montez Ford was eating a pin, that, you know, uh, that Johnny Gargano was eating a pin on TV. But they're all losing to people who are in major singles matches at WrestleMania. And people were maybe complaining that uh, as much as Raw and SmackDown have been good builds to to the event, the wrestling hasn't been as good because a lot of the results have been signpost and I think of course they have like you need to make Rhea look like an absolute monster prior to her taking the belts off Charlotte most likely or hopefully or certainly how it went on our 2k23 playthrough don't hide your <laughs> don't hide your wishes there Will you were definitely uh, keen on that one yeah that was spoiler warning yeah like, or, 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 yeah, or like you, you have to build these guys up you have to build you know Balor prior to him facing Edge you have to build Theory prior to him facing Cena you have to like if you don't do those builds that you don't go into those events with them all looking strong then you end up with a, a less good mania and the main thing is that mania is a success right yeah, absolutely. I, weirdly, I said to a friend that I've not seen for a long time, I bumped into him in the street and said, oh, I'm actually going to WrestleMania. And late, later on that night, I got a text from a random number and it was him, which was a bit bad on me. I'd obviously deleted his number over the years. But he was basically like, oh my God, I see Edge is still going strong. And I kind of forgot how much Edge is still, you know, for the, the heritage fans, as you say there, as we're, as we're describing them, um, Edge is still such a huge name. I kind of forget that he's even come back because normally when legends come back, they're not very good or you know, they, they, they do all their moves, they say all their 
catchphrases and they're in a tag match where someone else can do all the heavy lifting but actually you know even even that match there I'm really looking forward to and I know we played this on the game we didn't get the demon Finn Balor on the game which was sad I think maybe that's going to come soon but it's been it's been teased again on Raw this week I think it's almost certainly happening well yeah he called out the demon didn't he so uh, I have a feeling that'll be happening but I just think that yeah not knowing what's going to happen those little bits and also not not being teased about a potential return or you know new superstar debuting because i think there are a few people that could get involved across the wrestling landscape maybe we'll talk about that later you know nearer wrestlemania but i feel like there's a lot that that can change and actually if they did stick Sami Zayn into that main event somehow i mean imagine the excitement that that would build especially if they did it on the night as you say i kind of like that there are still some surprises because I think in modern wrestling, you know, the surprises used to be that, you know, a wrestler would debut, but now we know that their contracts up somewhere else with, we know they've been seen in the airport nearby that night, you know, and it's, it's kind of not very, you know, social media has ruined it somewhat. So I think what they're doing quite well at WWE is hiding some things, working out what it is they can keep quiet and keeping that a surprise. And actually they've, they've thrown up so many options with Sami Zayn. And obviously if that's on the first night, which I guess it probably will be, then, you know, there is a there is possible interference, let's say, from both sides of the fence. You know, we've seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn alongside um, Cody Rhodes a little bit, and we've seen, obviously, the Usos as part of the bloodline. So in terms of pacing, as you said a bit earlier, you know, I think that we are going to be absolutely on it for those both two days. When we were in um, New Orleans, there were moments, weren't there, where we were like, mm, I could go and get a drink right now. You know, we were, I remember there was, you know, the whole John. Oh, oh and, the John, and we did. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. Do you remember the whole John Cena thing of will John Cena wrestle? Will The Undertaker turn up and will John Cena wrestle? Like, I, I think I was one of the only people who absolutely loved all of that. Like, because okay. <laughs> I had, because I had never seen Taker at Mania. And so an opportunity to even knew he just came out and did like a four minute squash match. Fine. I was all right with it. Saw the entrance, saw the big moves. Uh, I know a lot of people hated it, but uh, and it probably is one of Taker's worst Mania matches. But, mm. you know, I, I still got my big pop moment at a big event and the I was other, fine with the it. The other thing, Will, is do you remember the main event of that WrestleMania? I can't remember which one it was. Mm. Like five mm-hmm. years ago wasn't it that was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar and people were booing throughout the match and people were leaving and people were just you know the atmosphere I thought watching my first Wrestlemania main event would be incredible and it was really really subdued and I don't think there's any risk of either of the main events this time being anything close to that and I think that shows you just how savvy they've got with booking these things because you know they've gone through the whole pandemic era with that kind of strange Wrestlemania that was done inside and it was a you know a completely different concept but everyone kind of got on board with it because they were just desperate for something and since then you know last year was great and I think this year is going to be you know honestly one of the best ones. Uh, it's also worth mentioning you, you said about earlier about our um, you said earlier about our, um, our our previous interviews with uh, Kevin and, and Sammy and and we I, I realize all that stuff is still up on our old pro wrestling show YouTube channel and we have our old pro wrestling show Twitter page which we are converting to be talk wrestling pages and we'll be putting a lot more uh, content up on those as well uh, but I did have a quick look at the Sammy Zayn and Kevin Nowen's interview page which has done okay it's done kind of 20,000 views or so, but uh, it's funny that people are still commenting on it. And as part of people commenting on it, uh, there are like people who at the time, five years ago when we did that interview, four years ago, whenever it w- was, when we were at the O2 with them, who were saying, oh, you know, it's a biggest fail. To this day, they don't have the tag titles. And <laughs> um, 
Why don't they wrestle together and stuff? And actually people then commenting on them in the last two months going, oh, but it's happening now. It's happening now. So like, it's funny how those things kind of live over time and you can still check that stuff out uh, out on our YouTube channel at the moment. Search for Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, and you can also find us at Pro Wrestling Show on Twitter as well. But we're going to be updating that to all the talk wrestling yeah. handles. So maybe just look out in mine and John's April. bios. Yeah, if you listen to this after April, <laughs> just search Talk Wrestling. It'll probably be changed. I haven't yeah. actually asked we you, Will, which match you're looking forward to the most. You, you completely well, let me have my choice and then we, we went off at a tangent. That will lead us in nicely. I am looking forward to Rhea Charlotte. I know a lot of people don't like how Charlotte has kind of come back to the company and just been handed everything again. But I think she looked excellent on TV the last couple of times. I really enjoyed their brawl on Friday on SmackDown. Rhea, I just, you know that I think she's an absolute superstar. In fact, both the women's matches as well, because I love Asuka. I love Bianca Belair. I think they could put an absolute banger, even if their story hasn't been quite as involving. But it was the one you've already mentioned, the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Could Sheamus finally be crowned a proper Grand Slam champion because there's Grand Slam champions and then there's winning both heavyweight belts, all of the mid-card belts, both tag belts, uh, and being a King of the Ring, a Money in the Bank and a Royal Rumble winner. And Sheamus is an intercontinental title away from doing that. And when we've interviewed him over the years... I can remember five years ago sitting down with him and him telling us that it was the one that he wanted and he still didn't have it. So does he finally get to the top of the mountain? Drew, obviously, throughout the pandemic era, absolute superstar. It'll be my first time seeing him at a a big major event like this uh, again, even though we've seen him obviously in London, etc. Gunter, I mean, anyone who used to listen to our show back in the day will know how big of fans we were of him through the UK indie scene, through the NXT UK years. I genuinely think this triple threat is going to be absolutely monstrous. Just just give them 20 minutes and a good finish, and I am going to be rolling in the aisles with joy. And like I said, we did speak to Drew McIntyre and Justin Hunsinger uh, was part of our conversations with Special Olympics back at the Super Bowl. I did put that match to him as part of it. So here is my conversation with Justin Hunsinger, with Drew McIntyre back in February. Delight to say that joining us now uh, on the Talk Sport uh, to talk some wrestling, some Special Olympics as well, of course. Uh, Special Olympics athlete Justin Hussing. Have you joined us last year, Justin? We had a great time chatting with you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome. Drew, how are you doing, sir? How are you uh, How are you enjoying the kind of build-up starting to get in towards Mania season? I'm buzzy. I'm buzzing. I just need to make sure I paid myself into a big match for Mania. Yeah, well, I know it's huge, over two days. Now, it was an exciting time of year, just Mania season. I want to make sure I get up in there. We're talking Special Olympics right now. Oh, we did the Super Bowl this weekend, which I, you know, know very little about, but I do know that Corbin loves the Kansas City Chiefs, which means I love the Eagles because I want to see Corbin cry. Everyone wants to see Corbin cry. So when Eagles win, everybody just attack on social media, please, and make him cry. <laughs> Justin, that's an egg. I love the, the word the Special Olympics do. We've been talking a lot about those World Games in Berlin this week. And, you know, do you all know those European fans, those European sports fans, whether it's Germany, whether it's the UK, like, the special breed, how excited are you to get get the World Games back out to Europe and back out to a country that I reckon are going to embrace it in a big way? Justin, are you a wrestling fan? I have interest. I'm uh, a huge fan of my buddy Drew McIntyre. I, I've I've read about all his accomplishments. It's phenomenal. Hoping he gets one more WrestleMania Tag Team Championship. Yeah, or, or if he continues for another 20 years. Another eight two championships, if I you know, that that would make him the greatest 
in the history books. Um, so if I go about... twenty more years, I might be voted famous if I hang around for twenty more years. <laughs> 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 well, no, I, I was just giving you some high praise, man. Well, no, the, thank you, brother. Part of the reason I asked Justin is that I look at those dates: June seventeenth to June twenty-fifth. You're going to be over in Berlin. Maybe you hang around for another week. You come over to London because. WWE are putting on a pretty big event the first week of July in London. Money in the bank. We're getting a, we're getting one of those big major events that the WWE put on. I mean, through after Clash of the Castle, Clash of the Castle last year, how excited is it to get one of the kind of banner shows coming over to the UK? I definitely yeah. try and make it over to London for that competition. That's I want that that that's a, uh, an event I don't want to miss. You experience the crowd over there. It's like another level of adjustment you get to be part of it. Like the energy, it's just like European soccer matches or football oh, wow. matches. Like this, the people are unbelievable. Clap to the castle was unreal. Something to push for for a long time and to see it materialize, to be in the ring, to see my dream actually happening, to be in the main event. Boys were solo secure, be world champion, have a heck of a moment. But it was amazing nonetheless. Glad we're the money in the bag coming in July 1st. And also just announced today's SmackDown over there the night before. Oh, um, so it's going to be a fun weekend. So. Yeah, Justin, if you're able to make it any point, check out those those European fans. And if you get yourself to Berlin for the Special Olympics World Games, I'm going to do everything be, I can to get there. Yeah, come and join me, because I'm going to be in the crowd or participate oh, wherever yeah, I can. I'll come, with I'll, come watch the, I'll come watch the event, the sporting events with you. We'll have a great time. Okay, hey, we'll, I, I, we'll, we'll get you guys out. We'll get you out. We, we, I mean, same about the time of year. There won't necessarily be football games on, but you know, uh, uh, both mine and Drew's buddy, Ali McCoy's too. By the way, is picking the Chiefs this weekend, Drew. So if you need to pick a direction uh, to go in, go with Ali. That's the way I would, uh, I would do it. Carbon supports the Chiefs. That's what makes him so hard. Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Ali know he needs to switch his pick. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll message him. Like, you tell him and I'll tell him about that. <laughs> We're going to have to change it because Carbon <laughs> likes the Chiefs. <laughs> he claims he used to play for Ali. He played, like, right? he played as much as the Chiefs as I played for Rangers. Like the... 53rd practice squad or whatever. Drew, <laughs> uh, if you don't mind us just talking a bit of wrestling around that, the uh, we had uh, Seth on yesterday. Seth Rollins talking about looking forward to that event and talking about what you guys are doing out there at the moment, you and Seamus, but also huge high praise for, for Gunter, who he's saying he thinks it's this is very much his year. And, you know, you go, you headlining Clash of the Castle, the chance for European guys coming into another major event in the uk what have you made of his rise over this year seeing him come out of the the uk scene and, and into wwe yeah it's amazing um he's somebody that i remember the first time i ever saw him uh he likes to tell this story just because some of the the words i used but i saw him in wxw in germany i was wrestling over there in the 16 carat tournament and i was looking for opponents when i was outside of wwe that would match me physically and i just spotted him and i went who is that giant baby in the corner like because he's such a good baby face but he had the time he weighed like 330 pounds or whatever and he was like you called me a baby he's talking but he's just such a young face and um to see him develop have those amazing matches throughout the year and eventually get to wwe worked so hard on his look he already had the ability in the ring found the perfect character the guys he's with is such a great gimmick and he's always going to deliver in the ring but everything came together he's such a throwback you know to the the old days the old bad guys and he's doing a great job. And it's going to be a shame where I have to put my fitness face and take that IC title if the chance comes up. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, it, this is what uh, Seth was saying. You, Seamus, Gunter, all big guys, 
all hit hard. Like it's like what's in the water out in the out in the UK and Germany because I, I love the style of wrestling you guys are bringing, and I love like the heavy hitting style. And I, I mean, I want to see the three of you go out for the IC title. Somebody at some says point. to us. It says exact opposite. <laughs> Stop hitting me. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, like, I know you, I know you <laughs> yeah. and Seamus are buddies at the moment, but I would quite like to see the three of you go at it. You, Seamus, and Gunter, maybe for that IC title. That's the that's the match I'm booking for uh, for Money in the Bank. If anyone's asking me, ever seen that picture with Stallone and uh, Arnold on the beds beside each other in the hospital beds? You need three of them for us after. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just the other thing I want to ask about, we'll, we'll be out in Mania later this year. I know Special Olympics will be doing some stuff around that uh, as well. Uh, Drew, just for you, that, that main event picture as we're seeing it right now, the story that's being told with Sammy and with the bloodline. You watching that from the outside in, what have you made of, of everything those guys have delivered? Incredible. Well, the bloodline story in particular to watch the evolution over the years. Like How often can you say that in modern day uh, wrestling, the storytelling? has been a slow burn generally we jump to the finish line too quick on things like it really has been a slow burn the addition of characters the nuances to the story i don't think there's been anything told like this ever in history to this level and to watch you know sammy break out the way he's breaking out to see ojiuso doing what he's doing jimmy like everyone that's the part of that story is really adding to it in their own way and it's awesome you know like sometimes like magic happens in your career be really the chance to shoot to the top I spoke to Sammy about this on the man. I remember in 2020, we just suddenly I caught fire. You just got to ride that and you can really put yourself in a good position going forward and to see Sammy, but also everybody in that really get that opportunity to really catch fire, really cement themselves as a top level performer. So cool. And to watch it all while myself taking a step back and doing stuff with my buddy for 20 years, Seamus, to do something different. It's so fun. So, so much different stuff on the show right now. And that's what makes a great wrestling show. As we're a smorgasbord of different entertainment, different storylines, different characters, and that's what's going on right now across Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Well, Drew, we're going to see you out in LA a little bit like next month. Justin, we hope to see you both in Berlin, but also in London the week after. I'm going to keep pushing this idea that this has to happen and eventually someone oh, will yeah. make it happen. I may I'm need sure. someone to fly. <laughs> we, we, we've got you know we, we'll find somewhere to put you up we'll we'll figure it out i reckon Thank we, you. i would appreciate it still let's still roman split i know you guys have got you know a really important message to spread so get out there and keep spreading it really appreciate your time guys thank you justin thank you drew and uh yeah enjoy the game this weekend justin and, and drew thank i you. hope for your sake the eagles win yeah yes. have a great time at the super bowl we're on Thank you, Justin. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, Thank you, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. I'm Asuka, and you are listening to Talk Sports WWE coverage brought to you by WWE 2K23. Big Drew and Justin, who is an absolute legend, well worth checking out the fine stuff he does on social media as well and the brilliant work Special Olympics do. They have a really special relationship with WWE and the top golf event that we're hopefully going to be doing. We're out in LA with 2K Games and with uh, WWE. Well, it is with the Special Olympics guys as well. So really looking forward to seeing all of those guys out there uh, at the same time. And do yeah, have to big, play me, golf? Big... Have I got to take my clubs over? <laughs> I really hope not. I am terrible. If I'm excited, we can film 
film and do fun <laughs> and jokes and things uh, and let other people, you know, show the show the the prowess. Uh, unless, you know, unless Drew wants to teach me a swing, then that's fine, you know. I can't uh, imagine I, Drew being any good at golf, actually. I wouldn't have thought he is. I reckon it would be I'm not sure surprised. he's got a build for it. Like, almost just too built, yeah. like... Him and Titus O'Neill, I can imagine being a little bit clumsy with uh, with the big uh, with the clubs. Bianca Belair strikes me; she's just brilliant at everything. Yeah. Like she's one of those athletes that just like multi-sport athlete in college, in high school. Like the way she came through, like, I can imagine that she's going to be one of those stupidly talented people that just like has never played before, picks it up and ends up driving it three hundred yards every time. Like right. you know, just ridiculous. Well, now we not, um, we've not mentioned Rhea Ripley, so she'll probably now be the best, and then we'll have nothing yeah, yeah, to go yeah, back yeah. on. But the thing exactly. is, I, I don't actually know of any of the superstars. <laughs> stars that actually play golf so i reckon there'll be a surprise one somewhere i reckon someone like dolph ziggler might be good at golf i just feel like you know just quietly just you know goes and plays while he's while he's doing a solid job and he has been for i don't know what 15 years in wwe maybe he hits the course twice a week he just doesn't doesn't need to shout about it because you know he doesn't need the adulation he gets enough of that doing comedy and wrestling who else dolph plays really... golf there's a youtube channel I... <laughs> i'm going to save your woods great gamer i reckon a great golfer as well that's my call yeah, that's no? true. Actually, no, I, right. I, no. I'm just thinking Montez Ford. I don't know why. I just think he'd look good in golf gear. Stupidly talented at everything again as well. One of those guys. Um, Xavier Woods, of course, who, when you first turn on 2K Games, gives you the in-game tutorial uh, <laughs> for how to play the new mode. And look, we're going to do a full breakdown of the game. We'll do a proper review at a later date because I still need to get into the my GM mode more the my faction mode more I've uh, started on my rise and started putting a character together there our friend Simon Miller has been doing some really fun stuff around that online the showcase with John Cena yes you can see him and I don't want to ruin that there is a pretty brilliant moment later in it of revolving around that gag but just keep an eye out for it because it is amazing and what I love about the showcase this time around is you play all of Cena's opponents and your aim is to beat Cena. Like, I think they had quite a lot of, of fun with it, to be fair, uh, all the way up to facing Super Cena uh, at the end. But, He's the final boss, uh, is he? Super Cena. <laughs> yeah, basically. So hang on, you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to bury John Cena, basically. It, essentially, it is you, you face him at important moments in his career where he's put somebody over essentially <laughs> uh, and then like it's like you play the, I, the first one i played was uh kind of uh relentless uh, uh, aggression ruthless. era ruthless ruthless aggression, aggression. relentless <laughs> relentless that? aggression is, is something that you should patent 100 <laughs> <Yeah>. percent. <laughs> ruthless aggression era cena uh, against angle when he first came in and did the open challenge and then you play as angle uh, so like, it's that kind of thing. Like that was a big moment for Cena, even though he lost, it was a huge moment for his kind of breakout. And so it's loads of moments like that. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. So it's also yeah. do go and check that out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, let's, let's hold off on any more mania chat now. Let's hold off on any more WWE chat. Let's keep our powder dry because the next podcast we'll be doing will be the start of next week. We'll probably record it on Monday. So you'll hear it on Tuesday morning, Tuesday, the 28th. Because we're going to be out in Los Angeles, we'll It'll record it. From, you know, we'll, a we'll bar be on Venice Beach with jet lag. You know, <laughs> on, so, so you're saying, Will, we're going to enjoy the fine hospitality of whichever airline we're flying with, and then we're <laughs> going to get we're going to, <laughs> we're going to get straight straight to Venice Beach. We're going to um, go and have some fro- yeah, I, frozen. I'm not even checking. I'm not even checking into the hotel. <laughs> Just oh, right. going there with my bags. Yeah, true, true. We'll check in the hotel first. I know a great place on Venice Beach that does frozen rum punch. So. I think that's where we're recording it, Will. I have to just add, though, 
um, I'm looking forward to speaking to some of the superstars about whether they've played as themselves on the game yet. Because when the game came out, um, I think it was maybe five years ago or so, I was at the Performance Center and I was actually watching the NXT superstars at the time playing as themselves for the first time. And actually, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair playing as their own characters. I've never seen joy on people's faces that doesn't revolve around a wedding or a baby like I did watching those two, like looking at their characters, because obviously I think it was the first game they'd ever been in and they were in NXT at the time. And honestly, it was really special. And Johnny Gargano as well was uh, was playing as himself and people were like taken away to do press interviews and we came back and Johnny was still playing as himself. He was that obsessed with the game. So I think it's always nice to get the wrestlers opinion on what you know there i know the ratings is uh, something that the wrestlers are, are really big on but actually just watching their likenesses and you know seeing themselves and playing as themselves and going oh i do that that's funny they've managed to capture that little bit that i do um, i think that's really special so it'd be good to chat to them about that and obviously we will invite them to venice beach but whether or not they're able to come the week of the biggest event of the year in their profession that's probably up for debate. Right, mate, let's wrap it up there. Let's say that you can uh, like and subscribe. And actually, if you're just getting in, if this is first time on the Fight Night feed as well, some brilliant other content here from TalkSport. All the boxing content goes here. UFC, Fight Night Extra with Adi Oladipo and Gareth A. Davis every week. The Saturday show, uh, the special with Eddie Hearn. They did this week all on this channel as well. So f- some fantastic content here, non-wrestling related. We'll be back next week, but also keep an eye on our social channels. Uh, you want to be at... Uh, Jonas at Will Gav for our content there. And then also uh, we'll be sharing our new channels around talk wrestling as well when we convert our old pro wrestling show channels. Um, and yeah, keep an eye out for special guests galore when we get out to Los Angeles. Thank you so much for listening. Please do rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. It does help more people find the show. Uh, and if you're going to be out in LA, if you're going to Mania, hit us up. Come and find us uh, at the frozen rum punch bar on Venice Beach. Uh, thank you again to 2K. Thank you to TalkSport. Uh, this has been Talk Wrestling on your Fight Night feed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.